Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Alright, hello, 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 and welcome back to part B of episode 38 uh, with John Millman. Um, we're very happy that you have elected to come back for the next part. Obviously, it was a clinic that he put on yesterday, uh, but he continues that chat with us today. Uh, but just so you're aware that we're all still in the building. Hello, Mitch. Hello, Sam. How are you? Good, Lee. How are you? Lee, thought still good, mate. How are you? That's magnificent. Guys, now obviously I do have a song to, uh, to play for you. Oh, yeah, a new one. Per usual, a new one. Very groovy. Very groovy. What are we running with today? This yeah. is uh, this is called Boo Boogie, <laughs> written <laughs> by Dougie Wood. <laughs> oh, Dougie <laughs> so Wood. Dougie back Wood again. Back. Yeah, well, yeah, right. I thought it was the same episode, part A, part B. Yeah, we okay. had to keep him in. So, Fair enough. Uh, Dougie Wood stays in for Boo Boogie. So it's all happening there. Plenty dan- of double O's. Dancing mood today, aren't you? Yeah, TikTok dance. <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah, sure. Makes sense. Fantastic. All right, guys. Um, well, we are uh, we're in good shape here. Halfway through the John Millman interview, as we mentioned, he was a magnificent chat to very very open to having a chat for a long period of time. Uh, so we do get on to plenty of great topics in terms of his uh, his rivalry with Roger Federer, how he matches up against him, uh, his general memories and some of the funny stories he's got just from being on tour for so many weeks of the year as well. Yeah. They are all coming up in part B. So is there anything else I need to add? That Not really. A lot of laughs to come. Um, this episode is brought to you by, by our podcast sponsor, Alchemy Cordials Australia. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out for them, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's an absolute given really at this stage, but yeah. I'm pleased that we mentioned it. Thank you very much, Sam. <laughs> Excellent. Here it is, guys. Uh, John, I just wanted to ask you about uh, something. You sparked a little bit of controversy earlier in the year around a ball tampering yep. debate. In <laughs> <laughs> we don't often see uh, ball tampering yeah, in tennis. We, sort of, yeah. we spoke a little bit about it, I guess, because we're sort of had cricketers, I suppose, so yeah. it comes up a little bit more often, and certainly over the last year or so, it's been a big deal yeah. in Australia. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, to ask well, if you yeah. follow that in cricket or, or what that was like from your point of view in tennis. Yeah, I thought, yeah, look, um, I've only really, well, apart from, apart from my close kind of team I've only spoken this uh, once and, and I went to but I'll, I'll say it here because I'm quite comfortable with it um, okay. I went and did a, a Q&A at a mate's workplace and, and you know we got talk we talked about this and, and um, um, first of all in the history of tennis I've not known one ball let's say you know ball tampering incident I, I actually don't know like I've never heard of one no. um, so it came as a complete surprise to me um, when you leave everything out there for the better half of, of four and a half hours or whatever mm-hmm. against, you know, possibly one of the greatest ever to play tennis, that the next day um, you're copping criticism. And, and it really stemmed from actually two people. And I won't name them. Um, they're, one of them's in the media. The other one thinks he, he, he well, he's a coach and he, and he seems to have an opinion of everything. And thinks he, he should be in the tends media. To, <laughs> to, yeah, tends to assume stuff. And, and unfortunately, you know, when you make assumptions, they're based off absolutely nothing. But yeah. and the other one, he got told actually that he that it's rubbish, and then he and he shouldn't say anything, and he goes ahead and says it because he's trying to stay relevant. You know, yeah, and that's right. what these guys do. Um, they they're completely trying to stay relevant. Um, the next, I'll, I'll explain to you what that was all about. Uh, I even spoke to Sevy. I actually had beers with him the next night. Now Sevy Lucy is 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 Rogers. Um, coach actually mm. and uh, yeah, we actually had beers the next night and, and uh, so I 
you know, he was pretty comfortable how ridiculous it was. And, and um, But it, it does hurt a little bit. Look, for me, um, so as we t- talked on, um, we all have our little ticks, you know. Mm. Um, and from a young age, uh, uh, probably 12, 13, it probably started happening. Um, and, and I've read a lot up about it, it but it's quite common in sports people to have, you know, have a little bit of OCD that runs through them, obsessive compulsive, you know, yeah, you're in absolutely. your head a lot. And, and it, you know, it's, it, the more you read up about it, the more you see um, uh, sports people of all types of professional sports people, you know, it runs right with it. Um, and especially in something like tennis, I reckon, because you're constantly in your head. You, you, it's you, you're, you're out on the court, you're up against one other person. And um, tennis is quite unique yeah, to that extent. So, uh, look, I've worked out ways to kind of control it because um, you don't want it to, to run right. And, and a lot of people um, would probably, you know, um, not recognise that, you know, it's, it's, it's always something that's there and it's always something that you're dealing with. A lot of people wouldn't um, even know that. And that's why it is quite personal to me. And that's why I don't really bring it up a whole lot. But, you know, my family and, and friends and, and, you know, uh, you know they, they know about it and, and whatnot. But one of the things that, that kind of just puts my mind at ease sometimes, and, and what you'll find in tennis, balls wear at all different stages. You know, we go seven and nine, we change balls, yep. and they all wear, you know, they all wear out during the, the course of that. And, um, you know, they'll they'll fluff up or, or whatever. And and one thing that I've, you know, I've actually done it for the better half 15 years or whatever. Um, uh, for me, visually, and, and something that's just a, a routine, every now and again, not all the time, but just something is a, a visual tick is sometimes I'll, I'll have those, uh, uh, those balls and, and I'll, and I'll give them a, a, a almost a, a rub just to have them look in the, similar you know and yeah. for me it's just a, a routine just to kind of um put the mind at ease for a second you know that mm. split second yeah. and that's you know that's all it is but yeah. um, John, at the time i couldn't really understand how it was meant to benefit you yeah like, it yeah, doesn't benefit me yeah. they're saying that apparently it's going to quicken it up which is definitely what i don't want to happen because roger we all know plays well better on quicker surfaces when <laughs> yeah, the ball's exactly. coming on to him and that's what i thought it'd be I like counterproductive to, <laughs> Yeah, and when I'm playing, I want to make it into a physical battle. And for me, my game plan against Rogers is is pretty simple, and and you know I'm quite clear with what I want to do, and I, I definitely want to turn it um, physical. But um, yeah, look, it's it's completely um, ridiculous. So ridiculous, in fact, that you know no one even you know uh, proper to do with tennis, any officials have even mentioned it because yeah. it's it's. Um, it, you know, it's, it's shock jocks trying to get a bit of a reaction. Um, it was just a slow news uh, week in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, look, and, and that's what's disappointing in that, you know, that was one of the things that kind of got taken away literally from, from two people, um, mm-hmm. you know, talking talking rubbish, actually. But um, to say also that I was sweating, so I'll give you a rundown on... I'm not normally the biggest sweater, especially in those conditions in Melbourne. It's not normally that humid. It's not overly conducive to, to, to sweating, especially for myself. Okay. US Open, for example, when I played there, now that was sweaty conditions. I mean, I was, I was dripping. Okay. But the uh, Australian Open, I, I changed shirt once after the, the third set, purely just to have that. It wasn't wet at all. Uh, it was more so just to have, you know, when you, you just kind of whack on a different shirt just to freshen up almost? Yeah. Um, so I did that, and, and at the end of the match, I actually did my press conference in my match kit. So, <laughs> um, uh, like, I, I, I walked to the press conference, and, and if you watch the, the, the presser, um, uh, which is, you know, there's footage of it and all that, I am not, like, the, the shirt's not sticking to me. I, the, the shirt looks like it's, it's completely fresh. Well, that wasn't a change of clothes. I, I literally did that in, the, in my match kit that I wore. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, look, uh, I thought it was ridiculous. Um, I'm grateful that, you know, every single person that, that, that I respect, um, also thought it was ridiculous. It was disappointing. Um, but like I said, especially, uh, one of the guys in the, in, in the media, um, 
uh, I think he, he tries to stay relevant and, and most people in the change room think that he's, uh, um, you know, a, a, a bit of a joker anyway. Yeah, yeah, very fair. Yeah, like from, from, the, from the US Open, uh, yeah, I respect Roger so much and, and I hold it, held him in such high, high esteem that, um, uh, you know, my, 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 I didn't really, I had muted celebrations uh, at the end, you know, I just kind of walked up and, and shook his hand. Probably one of the, the biggest matches of my life. Yeah, it was the biggest match of my life and, and um, that I'd managed to win and, and I didn't celebrate. And I didn't do that out of, you know, respect for, for someone that, you know, I admire so greatly. But um, these guys have such big fans that um, I even copped abuse then. You know, I copped abuse online that um, I'm arrogant and, um, you know, rubbing it in their faces that I'm not, not celebrating or, or, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, you, right. you just can't, you, you can't win um, with some people, yeah, especially yeah. on social media. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and and um, they'll jump. Unfortunately, they'll jump on on anything that kind of justifies um, uh, you know one of their favourite performances or justifies uh, you know something surreal that's happening in the sport, which is which is disappointing because because that's what makes sports great, isn't it? Like. And that's what I love about about tennis. Um, And and what I say when I play one of these big guys is I'm not going to play someone's reputation. You know, we get to start off at zero wall and and you never know with sport. And I think that's why everyone loves it because um, it's the ultimate entertainment. There's no spoiler alert at the the start. Uh, um, You're going to go out there and, and you're going to... To leave it all out on the court, and and um, who knows, you can provide a, a bit of an upset or, or a pretty cool story. So to have people kind of um, just not be satisfied with that—that that that's not enough, and there has to be a reason—is uh, is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Todd Woodbridge jumped to your defence, though, John. That was good to see. I would yeah. like him. Yeah. Look, I mean, he, he class act, and and you know. For me, I haven't really. I, I, I admit, a couple of days after, I, I thought about it, and, and um, you know, I was shocked and, and, and very disappointed. Um, the reality is, in, in in twelve years of being on the professional circuit, whether that's the ITF, um, ATP Challenges, or ATP events, and then Grand Slams, I don't recall ever getting a code violation warning or a code violation. So that's unsportsmanlike conduct. That's um, verbal abuse, racket abuse, ball abuse, et cetera, et cetera. There's a whole, you know, monopoly of, 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 of um, violations that you can commit. And in 12 years, um, I've actually never got even one. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's pretty abnormal. Normally, you, you know, some players will get one a match, you know. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Look, You're a pretty easy I person to defend then, John, really. Yeah, look, I'm pretty comfortable with it all. I know, you know, where I'm at and, and anyone who knows me knows that um, I love my sport. I love playing sport. Sport for me, I'll watch anything on TV that's sport related. Um, I just love it. Um, I play all the fantasy footballs. I love my fantasy NFL. I love all of that. Um, but I also um, am very wary of it being just sport, you know, yeah. and there's more to life than sport. And, and um, the, the older I've got, the more I've realized that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, it's not the be all and end all for me. And, um, and therefore, uh, you know, I'm only willing to go so far um, to, to be the best I can be. I, I, you know, I'm never going to toe that line because, you know, how I am as a character and how I'm defined as that is for me is, is more important. So um, yeah, look, that's, that's that with with the yeah very well covered with the tennis thing. Well the, covered. We appreciate yeah, the that, I, man. Thank you. No, that's all right. Yeah, look, the thing I can take away from it is, is that um, I mean that Australian Open was a was an unbelievable tournament. It could have been even better, um, but you, you know I, I created another. It, it hurts the memory, but it is still another special memory where. Now I went toe to toe with one of the giants again, um, yeah. and came within a whisker, and that's what I'm remembering from that because uh, you know I, I left it absolutely everything out there, and, and uh, I think 
probably 99.9% of people kind of acknowledge that and, and um, sometimes the minorities' voices are the loudest, unfortunately. Yeah, you've been unbelievable against Roger Federer in the past. Um, you know, really challenged him every time you played against him and then def- beat him in the US Open there. Um, you know, turned into a bit of his kryptonite. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's a really good effort. And uh, you did mention the your NFL fantasy before. We were, we were asked to ask you um, what your team name <laughs> for your NFL fantasy team segue, was <laughs> and, uh, and the meaning behind that team name. Uh, I don't know. Uh, now it's, I don't know who 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 is giving you this information now because this is uh, they, I said any question you could ask me um, and I would I would answer honestly um, I can't answer that question honestly and and I, I so therefore I just uh, yeah I can't go there That's right, you can pass. Was, um, I actually don't know the answer that I, just I didn't adds know so I much didn't... more intrigue to yeah, it I'm so it? confused by that. I can't believe you found a question that I wouldn't answer because like I said, uh, no. Sammy, I'll, I'll answer anything. But, um, What's hilarious too is that you've answered would, things about ball tech. Not about NFL about fantasy. Completely comfortable about that. Because, um, but this would actually... Um, look, it's, it's inappropriate. It's a joke with the boys, the, the team names. We always have a bit of a joke. And um, that actually probably would do some damage to my reputation. Okay. Well, that's, that's to be honest, this is a momentous <laughs> occasion for this podcast because that is the first question we've ever asked where it's uh, it's been so off limits that we haven't been able to get an answer. So I think we're starting to become shock jocks, really. Do you, do you want to uh, do you want to guess who's uh, giving me some questions? Yeah, or sure, it's just time for the big reveal. Spill the beans to you. Well, look, to begin with, to begin with, I thought it was someone like a, a Malpy. I know that, you know, mutually we know Malpy and, and he would know all the ins and outs of the school tennis stuff. But um, then we start getting into the fantasy football and, and the Egypt stories. And um, look, I don't know who who um, who you know that where we have, you know, that, that overlapping friendship group. But if it's someone like Lags or something like that, um, yeah, it's got to be someone uh, there or, or Donk or I don't know. But I mean, I, I actually, um, I actually don't know the person, but I, 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 <laughs> made a, I messaged, I messaged a couple of people on Instagram, a couple of your teammates in the Australian tennis team, and um, James, James Duckworth uh, got back to me. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, it's uh, uh, the most corrupt commissioner in in fantasy NFL too. I left that league after about six games so <laughs> I had to start my own Ducks isn't all clean mate Ducks is not all clean <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic um, John we'll, we'll take you in a different direction then um, I'm not sure what's, what's your thoughts on cricket that you, do you follow cricket across the summer I know you're obviously not probably well, you are in Australia at, at one point in that time and probably around the summer there you, do you follow a bit of cricket yeah look I, I think it's a it's an institution you've got to be uh you're not Australian if you don't follow the yeah, cricket. I, I I wasn't ever any good at it. And my my, uh, my folks put me into the old um, the the cricket camps that would happen. I think over the summer, and they would be out at uh, Woolongabba, the old Woolongabba from from a long time ago. They'd have these uh, little Queensland cricket camps, and and um, I figured out pretty quickly that I wasn't really cut out for cricket. I I, I think my problem was I played tennis from from an even earlier age than you know when I picked up a cricket bat and everything was was across the body you know because that's tennis isn't it like yeah, it's, I right. never could play straight so um, yeah. look I, I'd be lying I know I, 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 I love I love watching test cricket obviously whenever the ashes is on there's always a little bit of niggle between you know the Aussies and and, and the Poms even on the you know on the tennis tour where there's always a little bit of niggle there and, and nothing like a Boxing Day test. We're getting ready for the, for the start of the Australian summer. So um, we're still... And we're also facing all the questions from the internationals who come in because it's always on the telly. Uh, you know, what is this sport? So we're constantly trying to explain the rules to them. Exactly. Um, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. I And I know that this is probably... Um, people will have a go at me for not being a, a cricket purist, but I love the... The shorter formats of the game. I love the Big Bash. I think it's such yeah. a good product. Um, Australian tennis actually tried to 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 do something like that. We had the fast, fast four, so, yeah. which 
it doesn't work, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> There's certainly no sitting on the fence there. <laughs> well, well, it doesn't, does it? Because, yeah, it's, it's a shorter time to be sitting in front of your TV screens for the first of four and, and short juice scoring or whatever. But uh, um, sudden death, so when it gets to juice, you know, you play the sudden death point. But the, the, the thing is, tennis doesn't change. You know, you're still playing the same shot. Mm. Whereas, you know, limited overs, 2020, um, you know, the... The bowlers come charging in, and and, uh, and and you got Linny there trying to hit, hit the cover off the ball, and, and you know hit over the fence. So yeah, that's right. Um, and that's the mentality of every single ball. So uh, with tennis, you know you find the, the exact same point. So uh, I, I, I never kind of saw that kind of ever um, taping off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I, I I'd go out every now and again. Um, during some of my injury uh, breaks, which I've had, I've had a few surgeries, and my old man and I would go out and and uh, and watch the Bulls play, um, you know, a, a little bit of their uh, well, four, the four days, I guess. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, look, it was a, 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 always a, a bit of fun. Like I said, I, I love any any type of sport, and and I think if you're Australian and you're not getting. Uh, up for the cricket, then then you're not really Australian, are you? No, oh, that, that's great to hear. That's for sure. Because um, we were actually we we mentioned that uh, you know our, our social tennis. It's it's not actually very social. It's very competitive. Um, but the yep. the pick of the players in our friendship group is Manus. Lavish Gakney, uh, who obviously had a yeah. obviously had a serious year cricket wise, and obviously all cricket is off at the moment. Uh, so he is trying his hand at tennis. Essentially, he's basically putting in the same amount of effort. Well, yeah, he's become very good very quickly, which is devastating. And I actually have to play him tomorrow uh, tomorrow morning because um, we, we figure that if it's 1v1 singles, then that's still in isolation on a private court. Oh. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. exercise too. Exactly. Uh, but unfortunately, he is actually chasing um, what he would deem more worthwhile opponents uh, so if you if you are able to uh, clear any time in your schedule, I know that he's definitely someone that will be happy to have a hit with you. Yeah, does he does he want to have a hit? We we can arrange it. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to arrange that. I'd be uh, you know especially um, with what he did uh, um, recently. He's been playing unbelievable. So no, I'd like to arrange. That. I know that Steve Smith's a bit of a tennis fan too. I, I think. So. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, Marnus and Steve play against each other. Yeah, they? well, yeah. they might come as a package deal then. Yeah, I think over in South Africa, they bought their can't own. Go into state now. They bought rackets over there, and they they were pretty serious in between games. Apparently, yeah. Right. You know, I heard that they, I heard they liked their. Te- well, I heard Steve liked his tennis, but yeah, Marnus for sure. We actually have an Australian tennis player that um, a few of the boys joke. Um, that they've never seen Marnus and Mark Pullman in the same room together. <laughs> so we've got a. Uh, we a might Victorian have to get a hold of him. Is he just a dead ringer? Is he? Apparently, and, and I think I think a few of the boys. I haven't watched it yet. It's something that I'm kind of. Well, I have to buy the subscription because I've only got um, Netflix right now. I haven't got Stan. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, uh, I'm not making any money right now, so I have to try to get someone else's login um, oh, because yeah. I really want to watch the, the test. test yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, yeah it is I love, It's very good viewing. I love the Formula One Drive to Survive, uh, Sunlight Until I Die on Netflix. Like I watch every single sports uh, doco going out there. I refuse to watch the Manchester City one, but all the other ones I'll watch. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> and um, a few of the boys have since commented that. So I think probably they look kind of similar. Mark Coleman's actually Harold's, uh, you know, he's, he's, some of his family is from South Africa um, also. But I don't think the similarities in there. Apparently, maybe the look, but also I think kind of um, um, just their personalities a little bit. And so I don't know Manus from a bag of soap. I, I don't know him. I I've much, you know, I appreciate him as, 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 a, as a cricketer and as an athlete for sure. But yeah. um, I love Marky Pullman. But I'm not actually sure that the uh, that, that it's the it's the compliment for Marnus if it's uh, if it if it goes past the look because Marky um, uh, he's a funny kid he's, he's very entertaining and he doesn't know that he's that entertaining. It actually sounds that genuinely yeah. sounds exactly like Marnus. Yeah, it does. Good, <laughs> mate. Actually, mate, but he he genuinely rang today. I told him <laughs> told him uh, we're, we're speaking to you in the afternoon. And he's like been chasing, he's been chasing people that he can hit against that are going to lift his standard higher. So because he reckons he just he's got us dusted, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, well, mate, we will organise it 
yeah. put him in put him in touch with me. I've got a fair bit of spare time and uh I'd love to have a bash with him and, and uh see what he's got. Absolutely. And I want us to actually see uh, there there is a hidden agenda there too because I do want to compare him to uh to Marky Pullman. Yeah, Marky's always a bit of fun yeah. to be around. Two birds in one stone. I like that. Well, John, if you uh, yep. if test your coaching here, I reckon I could honestly beat him tomorrow morning if I could get one singular backhand over the net. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just okay. going to only hit a forehand, and then as soon as I try to go backhand, it just stinks for some reason. It's like left Have you, have you got the one or the two nah, I've tried to go two, but I don't know. It's just, it's awful. It's honestly awful. If it goes, well, mate, I'll get backhand slice use the, only. Use the legs and, and get around and hit fouries, mate. We, yeah. You know, there have been some <laughs> tennis players uh, that, you know, that just got away with a bit of a chisel but had an unbelievable forehand. Someone like a, uh, Fernando Gonzalez back in the day, he was uh, an unbelievable forehand, but his backhand wasn't that great. And this guy made the final of them straight open, but yeah, he just nudges yeah. backhand around and just, just, just hunt forehands, mate, as we say. Okay, absolutely. That's me tomorrow. I reckon I've got him then. I'll dust him. Yeah, put the ego in check. Don't <laughs> think that you can hit the two-e and, uh, yeah, and just hunt fouries all day. That's right. That's actually good advice because I find myself always trying to like prove that I can hit a backhand and then they just keep yeah, continuously mate. going into the net. I'm like, well, I'm not really proving yeah, anything here. Yeah, that's the problem, mate. Yeah, you've got to uh, – yeah. Nothing to prove out there, mate. It's all about getting the win. It's all competition. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, John, you did you did actually mention that uh, you'd done one Q and A for your mate. I wanted to ask this is the question we try and get to our guests at regular intervals. Uh, if you were hired to do a sporting luncheon, you you were going to be mm. the biggest speaker. I don't know. If, have you done something like that? Actually, you probably wouldn't have time. I've done a couple. I've done a couple, not a whole lot, because I'm never in the country. I don't mind doing it though. Yeah, but do you have do you have some go to stories? Do you have some stories that you just love telling that you feel like people actually always want to know? I remember sitting next to Michael Kaspovich one time and he on the plane and he genuinely said, these are the three stories I always go to that I find that I get asked the most. No, look, I, I, I probably don't get asked the, the, the stories that, that, I, that I tell to, to my mates or, or whatever because most of the stories I think, you know, happen on the, the lower level tours, you know, the, the, when you're playing the futures and you're playing for a hundred bucks and you're, you're sleeping on floors and, and you're doing all that, most people want to know, especially about Roger. So I find mm. myself more than ever in the last 18 months, I, I talk a lot about Roger. I, I compare him to Rafa and I compare him to, to Novak and, and Andy because, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play these guys. Um, they want to know about the venues. They want to know what it's like to go and play on, at Wimbledon and, and, and that. But, um, but I, I prefer the, the grind because I had to do the grind for a long time and um, almost reset every time I had an injury and, and go back and do the grind. But I remember once and um, I was in, I was in uh, Korea, uh, South Korea. Um, it wasn't in the North one. And <laughs> I, yeah, we, we, were, we, were, we were in the middle of Korea. It, was, it wasn't the, the, the biggest uh, town at all. And... Um, and the food was, was, was no good. And, and, and you were at the courts all day, and then it was probably about a 25-minute uh, trip back to the hotel, but none of us could – well, we couldn't afford taxis or anything. Like, literally, we, we are not making any money. It's lucky that we have 
a place that she's asleep that night. And uh, and what the uh, uh, so they had three buses a day, and if you didn't get those buses, you're on the, the last bus back home at the end of play. So I was there with a guy called Matty Barton, and, and uh, we were waiting for this double. You know, these guys are, are and and good players, but they're they're playing for about seventy five bucks. You know. And, and, and they want it bad, you know, they really do want it bad. And, and um, we're waiting for this match to finish. It's, it's late at night and, and Matty Bartner and myself, we actually had ordered, we were actually, we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. We, we both won our singles, we'd won our doubles and, you know, it was, it was treat night. It was treat <laughs> night. And so we'd ordered, we'd ordered some um, Domino's pizza. They have Domino's over there. I'm pretty sure it, was, it might've been Pizza Hut. It was one of the two. Yeah. And uh, we ordered that um, to be delivered to the court. So this match is going on. It's, 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 in, the, it's in a really tense moment in the second set. Um, there's three people watching, myself, Matt Barton, and, and the, the tournament supervisor there. And, and um, this doubles match is going on. And a guy called Nima Roshan, he's, a, he's an Australian tennis player. He was playing and the umpire was having a mare. You know, he was missing calls and... and Nima's telling him, mate, yeah, just watch the ball, just watch the ball. <laughs> and it's break point, set point to the other other players to take it into a, a match tiebreaker. And um, and you just hear in the distance this um, this sound of like a like a, a motorized kind of scooter, you know, like this, you know. And you just see it coming around and um, and. Uh, pulls up at the back of the court and, and we could see it's our pizza, but we're up in the, in the little stands, you know, up in the little stadium and we're going, oh no, what's happening here? Because, you know, the guy's lining up, he's, he's got a serve ready, he's got break points, set points, the other team. And, and, and this guy, this, this Korean uh, pizza delivery guy, um, decides that he's, he, he grabs the pizza and he walks on court oh, no, and he no. gives it to the guy that, that probably looks like he, he needed to feed the most, to be honest with you. Um, so he took an edu- took an educated guess and and um, and uh, tried to deliver it to the guy who's about to return this this serve. Oh. Uh, and I tell you what, uh, Nima absolutely loses his mind. Uh, the guys lose their mind, and, and you know, Matty goes down to pay for the pizza and brings it back up. <laughs> um, the guy double faults loses the set and then loses oh, no. the match and, and he is just giving the umpire a mouthful going, mate, how can you, I mean, how can I trust you to call a line when, you know, you can't even call the pizza guy to get off the court? <laughs> it literally sounds <laughs> like a paid play. It's got like, it's got like shades of Happy Gilmore about it. <laughs> the just yeah. like, oh, mate, there's <laughs> a, a regular occurrence on the, on the Futures Tour and, and, um, and the umpire just says, mate, um, Mate, sorry, but you told me to watch the ball, so I was just watching the ball. Well, Nima <laughs> just lost it after that. You know, there were rackets flying everywhere. And uh, I'll tell you what, the pizza tasted pretty good, though. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's a serious positive, that's for sure. That's good. That's a cracker. Uh, that's good. Um, John, I wanted to hit you with a, a slightly more serious question after the stories, if you don't mind. Um, obviously, we've, I guess, I guess like the rest of the country have sort of been following along with all the, the highs and lows of Nick Kyrgios's career. Um, and he, he seems to sort of get portrayed in a different light by the media every, every single week, depending on what he's been up to. Um, so I was, and it's not always the most pleasant light I suppose so I was hoping or wondering if you could give him a good character reference for us what's he what's he like sort of if you, if you get to know him on a, a more uh, less public level I suppose yeah look and and Nick probably you know by his own admission would say sometimes he, he might toe the line a little bit um, but the, the thing is I will say say about Nick is and, and, and this is what probably the media is not interested so much in and and and, and, and like everyone you know, I'll say Nick, Nick makes mistakes. You know, he, he's made mistakes in the past and, you know, especially on court. And, and you know, he, he, I think it's probably silly of us to think that he's never going to make a, another mistake again. It's, it's, it's in his DNA and sometimes it's, it's how he handles a, a bit of stress, I imagine. Um, but the thing is about Nick is, and, and, and I will always say this, is he does more off the court. He has his own charity. Um, he, he does more off the court than, than just about anyone, you know, um, yeah. especially for his means, you know. Uh, 
So I think people forget that a little bit, that he's not perfect. and, and uh, But what he does do is he, he does put bums in seats. And, and like I said, it is an entertainment um, business. And, and, you know, we saw back in the day what John McEnroe would do and, and, uh, and you know, how many people wanted to see him play because you just never know what you were going to get. There could be an explosion. That's the same with Nick. He's unbelievably talented. Uh, yes, potentially uh, he could maximise his potential. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd kill for some of the stuff he has for sure. <laughs> if, I, if I asked for I'd love his serve. Um, he's unbelievably talented. His, 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 his racket head controls it. You know, scary. That's how he can pull off all those trick shots that he does. Um, but I think I think sometimes we get a little bit carried away with with sports people and, and what they're doing on the field, what they're doing on the field, what they're doing on the court. And mm. um, I, th- I think a true a true testament to someone's character is is what they're doing off the court and what they're doing away from the court and, and away from the cameras and away from you know the media and 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 genuinely he is he is you know trying his absolute best off the court and, and he's doing a lot more than than what I can say the majority are. So yeah. I think that uh, that speaks volumes and, and uh, I think sometimes uh, we should be focusing, you know, just a little more on that. Yeah. And John, you, you probably like her at the other end of the spectrum where actually, to be honest, I guess from our point of view, from from just watching the media stories and things like that, uh, you actually almost portrayed as like someone that the Australian public should really, really get behind because of those words like those I guess adjectives that have always been associated with you, like Aussie battler and underdog, and you know, like these these words. Every headline we read that's about you, it always includes words like that. Um, is are these terms that that you actually that you embrace, like that you like, or, or is that something that sort of goes like, hey, like I'm I'm pretty talented as well. Um, look, I um, I sometimes sometimes you hear some things, you know, like. Uh, they throw out the journeyman one a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and and look, I, I probably don't really. It doesn't faze me too much that one. But when I hear them throwing out the journeyman to someone like a David Ferrer, who career high was four in the world, um, right. uh, that for me is is ridiculous. And and some what what really irritates me, I'd say, and and I find some commentators, um, especially some of the American ones, um, uh, I think that 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 they're a little bit disrespectful. Um, if you're not inside kind of the top 10 or top 15, you're an absolute, um, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's when, that's probably what irritates me the most because these guys should know better and I, I find them pretty lazy in their takes. They've done no research going in. And I've done a little bit of commentary. I've been lucky enough to do a little bit over the Australian summer, not this year, but I've done some in, the, in previous years. And um, I think that you should, be taking that seriously and if you are um, you should be getting to know the stories a little more and, and you should be understanding that you're actually doing the game no favours because we've got so many talented players and, and every single guy um, not just in the top 100 but even outside of the top 100 we got some really good stories and some really really good players in what I consider um, possibly uh, one of the most competitive and, and hardest sports to crack so yeah. I think that that irritates me more the yeah. people who don't know any better um, and that should um, yeah. because you know I think they've got an obligation to the game but in terms of myself I kind of embrace the um, you know the um, you know the guy that's uh, you know uh, has battled his way through things or um, I, I think that I think that uh, if anything epitomizes um, Australians, it's, it's going out there and giving it a, a bit of a crack, and and um, and that's what I've tried to do. You know, my whole career, there's a lot of people, especially early on, um, I didn't really get much support um, because, and then that's fine. I'm, I'm I'm quite fine with that. The people are paid to to, to go and say who's going to make it and who's not, and some will slip through the cracks, and and some they'll get right, and that's absolutely fine. But um, what what I've tried to do is get the absolute most out of out of my game, and, and when I go on court, I, I try to try to go out there and, and and leave no stone unturned to try to shake hands as, as the winner. So, and I think that's that's kind of the Australian way, you know. Essentially, um, um, you know, we're we're a country of people who 
who started with nothing and, and, and go out there and, and give it a bit of a crack. And it hasn't come easy to me. I've had to, I've likened my career as being a bit of an apprenticeship. You know, early on, I had to, to really um, learn my game. I've had to try to get better each year and each season that goes by. I've had to, to make those little improvements and I've had to constantly work at it. So if anything, probably early on, it kind of irritated me, but but now I kind of see it as, as one of the ultimate compliments because I yeah. think that um, if I'm described kind of as what I see as uh, the quintessential Aussie, um, then, then you know, I think that's the greatest compliment you can have. I am, I am extremely patriotic and, and the more I've traveled, the more I've realized just how much I love the country and, mm. and, and just how lucky we are to, to grow up here. And, and I think that's why maybe some people can relate to me a little bit because um, – uh, because you know I wasn't seen as as some um, special talent or or anything. Um, I was just someone who, who tried to get the most out of myself, and I think that's what you know Aussies can appreciate. Yeah, a lot that that is definitely easy to identify with, and it makes you a very likable person to watch. That's for sure. Yeah, you've done exceptionally well and yeah, always making Australia proud. And I guess uh, going back to what you were saying, it's it's tough for anyone outside that bubble of the professional sport or is not involved in, in the inner sanctum there to, to know exactly what's going on and to make judgment. Of course, they do. And uh, I guess that's what also creates interest in the sport and, and, and money coming in for different sports. So that's that's the way it goes. But, but yeah, I understand where you're coming from there. Um, now where you've been really good answering all our questions. Um, Elite, some of the best. Uh, yeah. The detail you've gone into is incredible. We couldn't have hoped for any better, that's for sure. So um, thanks for that. We probably, we usually finish by asking the people we're interviewing or talking to uh, if they have any questions of us that, that you want to end with or, or any question in it at all because we've asked you lots of different questions or uh, if you've got anything to stitch us up with because we've stitched you up and maybe, maybe slightly embarrassed you from time no, to time. I wish I'd done, I, I, to be honest with you, I'd wish I'd now gone and, uh, and if I knew how much I was going to get stitched up, I wish I'd uh, gone and done a little more uh, digging of my, myself, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think the biggest one I asked, I, I didn't quite get the answer with, but um, was just, you know, I'm going to go upstairs now. My sister's a vegetarian. She, she tries to keep it <laughs> okay. um, close to being as, as vegan as possible. But I'm going to go and, and see what creation she's just cooked because I'm uh, staying in the apartment downstairs uh, because I, uh, I'm a bit of a nomad right now. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to see what creation she's just tried to whip up that tastes like the, the real thing. So, um, yeah, look, mate, um, if you have any tips for her, she needs them. But uh, yeah, we'll give it a crack. I'm looking forward to seeing what flavour tofu it is tonight. Yeah, well, well, I can't help you. Uh, Mitch, Mitch might be able to. I, oh, I don't geez. do too much cooking, but Mitch I can is. Try. Uh, I'm yeah. certainly no Gordon Ramsay. I'll have a crack. Yeah, Mitch, what are you cooking for us tonight? Uh, I was going to go to the takeout option, support the locals. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. Put a bit of money well, it sounds like we've got, um, we've got a few things to contact you about then, John. We'll have to, A, get a review of your sister's meal tonight. B, Mitch will have a recipe no. for you. And then C, we'll have a game of tennis uh, with Marnus lined up for you as well. So it's all happening. No, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. We'll... Uh... We'll give it a go, and I'll, I'll put him through his uh, I'll put him through his paces. Good luck with the game tomorrow against him. Yeah, well, that's true. I'll probably have to uh, let you know how I go there as well. I'm just trying to avoid the um, the donut hunt <laughs> donut hands. bagel hunt and, four hands uh, and hunt get four the hands. yeah get the. Uh, and get a donut. That's actually going to be my mantra. I'm getting that tattooed on me. That's probably <laughs> slightly extreme, but just a life <laughs> reminder for my social tennis games: hunt four hands. I'm I'm actually um, a bit devastated. I was actually going to. I was actually going to get a, a tattoo. I've got the Olympic rings on me, um, and I was actually going to get a tattoo. And then close the tattoo parlors. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah, no good, mate. Yeah, yeah that's right. No good. And what about, like, are you going to let your hair grow out, do you reckon? Or are you going to shaved head now? Or are you doing anything different there? Are you still happy to risk the hairdressers? I was starting to grow a bit of a beard, but um, <laughs> I soon figured out quite quickly that. Um, I'm incapable. I, I still, I'm 30, 30 years old, and I still can't grow a beard. It's, it's very patchy. It doesn't join up. So um, you're not alone. I'm, I'm, back I'm to yeah. I think I'm the only one on this panel who can't as well. So I feel you there. How's this? How's this? I had it in my head that I was going to grow a beard until the tour starts again, and I don't think I'll be the only tennis player. But I was hoping that every, you know, all the tennis players would rock up and and they'd uh, 
be donning a beard and, and mine oh. lasted a couple of weeks. So yeah, I would no good love to me. see that. Like everyone coming back to the first tournament, just like Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just looking completely, you know, yeah. Uh, looking as if you haven't had a bath, looking as if, uh, I think that's what some of the tennis players are going through, mate, because, um, yeah, they're, uh, I don't think they know what to do with themselves right now. Just being inside playing Wii tennis for training and <laughs> can't go outside. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps they need to get a new tennis game out, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we are due, definitely. Everyone, the PS4 and Xbox consoles are just going to go through the roof with their sales at the moment. So it'd be a good time to strike. We might try and make a tennis game. Anyone know? Yeah, yeah, no, we make no. plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I was just thinking, there was actually, you don't often see bearded tennis players on the circuit. I feel like that is a that is a cult hero we could get behind. Well, there, there is a player that, that maybe you could you could start getting behind. He's a Frenchman. Um, yep. His name's Benoit Pair. How the heck do you spell that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks a bit like Benoit, but I'm telling you, he is an absolute... Um, Ripper of a bloke, um, he's a bit he's a bit like Nick. Sometimes you can expect the unexpected on the court with him. Um, he's a shot maker. You got to look at. Uh, he, he pulled off a shot against Gilles Simon in the Paris Indoor Masters at the end of the year a few years back. Um, have a look at that. I've well, just he's, found he's it. Yeah. Don- it looks like Jason Akermanis. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's been donning. <laughs> he's been donning the beard for for a little bit now, and um, and. Yeah, look, you can definitely get behind him because I, I, I think he's a, he's an absolute ripper of a guy, and he uh, he has a bit of a bash when he when he was at the ATP Cup this year at the Brisbane Golf Club, and he loved it out there. Oh, elite! Okay. And you, yeah, if he's endorsed by you, he's got literally peroxide blonde hair and a beard. I'm very happy to get behind that type of character. <laughs> nah, he's a good man, Benoit. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it when when tour resumes. You'll enjoy uh, his antics. Excellent. Okay. Uh, John, uh, we just want to say, mate, that we appreciate you coming on so much. It's been great to chat to you. Normally these sort of episodes go for about 50 minutes, but we've just enjoyed everything that you've offered, so we'll probably break it into two parts, which is awesome because it halves our workload. Uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and for the detail you've been able to go into. It's been magnificent to chat to you. No, no problem, boys. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I... I've been told by the Davis. I got stitched up again by the Davis Cup boys. I, I got told I talked too much. So apologies. Um, <laughs> I was just trying to. I was trying to uh, make a podcast that would last from uh, the Brisbane to to Toowoomba trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, that's mission accomplished. <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, well, John, we we very much look forward to uh, to when you are able to get back on the tennis court. Uh, we will keep people informed about your, your hit with Manus uh, and how you go with your next couple of vegan treats. <laughs> no, boys. Thanks for having me. Uh, look forward to it. Cheers, All right, mate. Thank you. Okay, welcome back guys and there's nothing like a bit of boo boogie to bring us back in and that was our episode, episode 38, uh, interview with John Millman, what a cracker, guys, what a man, what a great man he is and uh, something exciting to look forward to in terms of the tennis battle with Marnus that might be coming up too. Definitely, I think uh, I think John didn't quite know how much rubbish we talk in our chats and I was maybe not sure how casual to be straight up but but soon realised that we are very casual and uh, needed to take a to have yeah. a bit of a laugh well, there some of his answers end. were outstanding though. I've just found yeah. him very very educational uh, yeah. and I learned a lot about tennis there so hopefully for those other people out there that, that do get around tennis especially in this sort of Australian Open months in January there um, then hopefully you find that chat very very interesting yeah, yeah that was a good chat plenty, plenty to learn about tennis but also very good at telling a story that that Egypt story <laughs> yeah that's right the Egypt story it was that was a very vivid story <laughs> that, was a, that was a cracker I uh, hope you weren't eating uh, if you're listening hope you weren't eating at the same time but, yeah that's right uh, we'll, we'll have to send John a pack uh, from Alchemy to thank you for being such a good sport today yeah well I'm uh, heard, I have heard yeah. that there's one thing that can stop the old diarrhea situation is an Alchemy uh, an Alchemy starter pack there as they're known <laughs> in terms yeah, of a little matcha health pack the matcha health what do you reckon would be his favourite Alchemy product 
Mm, I reckon he's more of a turmeric man, to be honest. Yeah, we should have asked him. Oh, yeah. We should have asked him. Yeah, I reckon yeah, he'd, should, he'd like his superfood elect- elixirs, wouldn't he? Yeah, have to. Have sure. to, certainly. Although, uh, if, he, um, if he ends up having a hit with Manu, I'm sure Manu will get him onto a lot more coffee-related products pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He'd be straight onto the chives and the chocolate milkshakes with Sam Hazlitt. Sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, guys, uh, all we need to really tell you now is that uh, we would just appreciate, again, we say this all the time, but some of you just don't listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could, if you are uh, listening on Apple or Spotify, please go ahead and give us a rating. Make sure you've subscribed so you are all ears for the next episode as well. Uh, and we always encourage people to try and keep in touch with us. And we've made that quite easy for you now, I think. Mitch, through what uh, avenue? Uh, through the website, really, I think is, is the easiest way. Jump on to wegotthechocolates.com.au. There's plenty of little forms and stuff if you want to get in contact with us or links to our social media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, even TikTok, ETC. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, no shortage of options. Get in touch with us. Let us know if there's anything you want us to do or chat about. Absolutely. ETC, any ideas? Mm, most certainly that's great thank you very much guys uh, we certainly obviously love uh, we love hearing from you we love hearing your stories and we'd encourage that as much as possible uh, so do continue to loiter around our socials that would be fantastic uh, John was named best and fairest for that particular episode so he goes even on the leaderboard with Mitch no Sam I does, yeah. yeah certainly I know I'm nowhere to be seen <laughs> that's for sure uh, and guys just final thoughts final critique on um, on Douglas Dougie Oh, I, hope, I hope no one's driving at the same time because they'll be taking their hands off the wheel and, and <laughs> okay. dancing, won't they? Okay, so oh, that one stays yeah. in. That might progress through to the next round in terms of the uh, uh, our desire to find a podcast theme song. Yeah, maybe it progresses, but I, I don't think we're settling on that one. No, if there's any musicians <laughs> out there, feel free to throw some, <laughs> throw some options at us as well. Uh, that would be fantastic. Okay, guys, uh, we will be with you again uh, same time next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Yeah, see you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.